This week's show is brought to you by Venice Beach Beverage. Try their delicious line of ginger teas with 100% daily vitamins in every can. And make sure you try my favorite, Black Cherry. Visit them online at venicebeachbeverage.com. The following episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, mates. Lovers and friends, I'm Natalie, and joining me is the notorious Ricky Lee, and we're on this frequency, brought to you by the Rose City Sound Podcast Network, where we talk about being a unique human in the universe and everything that comes with it. So without further ado, let's get started. Enjoy. Orale. Let's go. So we got Rose City Sound coming at you live from the Big Brother Jake bungalow. Such a safe, beautiful space where it's so We're nice. We're letting and the tiger out. It's cold and chilly in here. This is the temperature that I want to record in at all at times. And Especially we are... in the summer months. <laughs> yeah, it yes. does feel good in here. I'm glad that we did this because yes. I'm not sweating profusely. My this... pocketbook ain't going to like it, but it's all right. You know, it's cool. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. <laughs> me too. I don't have to put extra deodorant on. You know, the, you know, deodorant is a thing for me. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm always coming to Ricky like, oh my god, do I smell? I don't know if I put deodorant on. And Ricky's like, why are you making this a thing? I'm like, it's actually a thing. If you are natural deodorant, you know, I know, it's but a it's thing. not a thing because I'm so always in close in a close proximity <laughs> to you, and I never smell you funny. But and, but and I'm on the opposite end, like, oh my god, I'm sweating. You can yeah. see me glisten. <laughs> so it's like the same thing, but di- okay. You same, know what? same, but That's because you're always dancing, Ricky. That's why you always glisten. <laughs> Thank you. That's true. I do love to dance. Just glowing. At all hours of the day. <laughs> so how are you? Um, I'm not going to lie. I have had a really rough last week, and I've uh-huh. tried to shake it off, Yeah. and I tried to, but it's not. Like, it's just rough. I'm going to be just straight up. It's been a rough. rough. One, of, one of these days, we're going to come in the studio, and we're going to be like, we had a great week. We had a great but week. We, we, I told Natalie this. I was like, man, aren't you tired of saying, like, shit's rough? Mm-hmm. Like, shit's mm-hmm. rough. And then I was just telling you right now, like, well, trying to figure out our moment of rage and shit. I was like, you mm. know what? I feel less enraged these days. And then Ricky complimented me. Yes, because one of the reasons why we called that segment moments of rage was because we would 100 percent, you know, in the morning, in our morning conversation, mm-hmm. you would say, I'm so enraged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that. In speaking about our moments of rage, Mm -hmm. it's helped eliminate them. Mm -hmm. I think so, because now, you know, like I said, now I'm walking around like, you know, I don't think I have a moment of rage for this podcast episode. Mm -hmm. And that's how I want to live my life. I just, you know, you're welcome. Fuck it. Fuck everything. You're welcome. Fuck all these problems. Mm -hmm. They don't phase me. At least not this week. You're welcome. You're 100% welcome. It was a good exercise to do. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be something next week that pisses me off and we'll bring it up. But it's okay. You know, for now, everything's good. Actually, everything's really good yeah. because we have a, a big opportunity that we've been talking about announcing that we will announce at the, at the end of this episode. It's significant. It's important. It's monumental. It affects all of us. And I'm so excited. I'm glad that you're excited. I'm excited, too. Yes. We're all excited. Although I think we would have been way more excited had we not all been in our blues. Like, I mean, I just kind of let out like a spur on. of excitement. And I, but I kind of like want to tone it down because I want to make sure like, all right, I want to be cool. I want to be cool. Not but, a big deal, it is, but, it is. but it is big news. And it's it, huge. And it covers kind of the topic that we're going to talk about. So I'm. this is good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. All of it just kind of ties in and comes full circle. So, um, so I, I guess, should we introduce what the main segment is going to be? It is going to be about the imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome. Um, we've all probably had it at one point or another. Um, it's this big kind of feeling of you ain't worth it. You're not going to make it. Mm. Who do you think you are mm. and why do you think you deserve this kind of a thing, right? Yeah. So we're going to go over all of those details yeah. in the main segment. But before that, mm-hmm. my favorite segment. Yes. Moments of rage. Yes. Let's get into it. So I didn't necessarily have a moment of rage either. Yeah. I called mine moment of sorrow because mm-hmm. like I, I did mention it's been a rough week. Mm-hmm. And I was having a really in-depth conversation with my mom yesterday uh-huh. about my relationship with my brother. Yeah. And I only have one brother. I don't have any other siblings. My husband. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're kind of my sibling 
in a way by marriage, right? You're, you're my sister-in-law. Yeah, but I'm the better one. You so are the better one. You are the better one. I want to make sure that I stay like in your good graces. <laughs> I don't ever want to have like this on this this rivalry. Hey, Let me ask hey, you. Hey, Mike, if you're listening to this, I'm on your side, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone has to be. You someone, know? And you know what? Despite despite our like somewhat estranged relationship, mm-hmm. I'm on his side. Yeah, I'm on At his the side too. Day, that's your brother. That's my brother. I only got one brother, and I love him. Mm-hmm. And you know we're human beings and we do the best that we can but he and i definitely went through a period in our lives where he disagreed with some of the choices that i made in my life yeah and um i was explaining my mom was like well what's your beef with your brother like what and so it really kind of made me think about your what yeah my beef like what was it and i realized that growing up when uh we would get in trouble mm-hmm. my dad was very indifferent with us mm. so you would mess up you would you know you'd be punished whatever it was the punishment that you got and then he would act like you don't exist yeah. so you're like at the table everyone's eating dinner and it's oh. like you're not there like he's talking to everybody else except you yeah. right so i was raised like that so i know how to deal with indifference right, right? you would think that i have no problem with it so fast forward you know my brother chooses to treat me with indifference with something and then just like completely shut me out of out of his life so we don't talk for like two years yeah right Mm -hmm. and i remember i made an effort to reach out to him Mm because of course i missed my brother like that's my brother yeah and emily king was gonna be in concert Mm. and i knew that he was an emily king fan yeah and i'm like you know what i'm gonna buy him these emily king tickets for christmas and I don't have to give them to him. I'll just, you know, here you go. Yeah. So I gave them to my mom. And I remember my mom coming back home. And she's like, I was like, what is this? She's like, oh, he didn't accept the gift. I was uh, infuriated. You gave him two tickets or just one? Two. Like, oh, okay. I gave him two tickets. I was so upset because I like it was like the ultimate betrayal. Dang, I wish like, I would have known you back then. Yeah. I'm like, let me take these tickets. I'll and, take myself. And for the record, you, well, it gets worse, right? It gets worse because... Mm-hmm. Music is the one thing that he and I have in common. Yeah. Like, that is the one thing that, like, bonds us together. Yeah. So, you would think that music, no matter what, Mm -hmm. always wins at the end of the day. So, the fact that this guy was like, I don't need your stinking tickets, like, that broke my heart. I was like, wow, you really don't give a shit. Yeah. And then I found out he still went to that concert. Mm -hmm. So, this fool had two tickets to go to the concert, rejected him, and then still bought. Tickets, tickets for himself. Tick- oh man, I was like, okay. So, Dang. needless to say, I was my moment of rage in sharing that story with my mom was really with myself. Okay. Because I'm like, wait a minute, I, why am I mad at my brother? Like, yeah. I've been preparing my whole life for something like that to know how to deal with indifference. Yeah. And yet, I it broke my heart. Like yeah. it was it was a very heartbreaking moment for me. It was very difficult. So, that was my moment of sorrow. I was mm. reflecting on. The difficult times. That was in my inventory of rage. I like Rage that. inventory. You know what? It'll get better. It'll get better. It always does. And it has gotten better. better. I like that. Rage inventory. Rage inventory. I got a lot of rage inventory. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. They are there. So what about Meanwhile, yours? I'm trying to like, like, where is mine? <laughs> where are all of mine? And then they'll come. They'll come. Mm-hmm. But um, for my moment, it wasn't necessarily rage. I actually had a moment of confusion mm. or, and it, and it's almost going to be to add to the imposter syndrome deal. Right. Because, and we'll get into this. Um, so I have a business that I just created. Mm. I'm really excited to talk about it. And, um, you know, I'm trying to, situate myself and handle paperwork and make this official i'm trying to be business official right and you know as you guys know i'm in banking and i've been in banking for 10 years so i know like the back of my hand what every type of entity needs to have to have a you know to be in business to register their Uh business to process everything right sales tax state of california blah 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 but when it came to doing it for myself i was so just confused and like am i doing this right how do i know it went through how do i know i selected the right option like i was second guessing the whole thing and i'm like man i don't need like sit your ass down it's okay you know what you're doing you've helped thousands of clients so you had a pep talk with yourself i had to have the pep talk like girl what is your deal so what was your deal i think i was scared and i think you had a moment of fear a moment of fear and the moment of feeling like 
who do like who do I actually think I am trying to do this? Mm. And and the self doubt, right? Which is which is part of what we're going to talk about, right? Of the imposter syndrome. But yeah, I talked I talked to myself. I was like, you know what? You got this. You know, open up that application. You bounce. Run back. it all the way through. You bounce and back. fucking file that shit. So I filed it. So I am. So I am officially in business, Dang. which we'll get into in a second. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, friends. Yes. Thanks. I appreciate that. So, um, you want to go into your moment of love before I do mine? Yeah, yeah. My moment of love was it. It actually goes back to 2008. So in 2008, I was heavy into the Dodgers. I was when uh, Manny Ramirez was playing and Joe Torre was managing the Dodgers, mm. and I used to be like at every game. Yeah. And at the time, uh, my dear friend, whom I love and adore, Christine Garcia, like that's who I would go to the games with, and it was opening day. Mm-hmm. And she is a much, like, a hardcore fan of the Dodgers more than I am. Yeah. Like, she taught me a lot about the game and the players and all that. Okay, cool. And she used to be like, man, I want to work for the Dodgers one day. Like, I would love to come work. And me, too. Like, now I'm jumping on, like, right. yeah. I and would I love look. to do this all the time, too. Like, this is cool. Yeah. And so uh, it was opening day. And then we were, it was so hot. Mm-hmm. She almost passed out. Oh my God. Okay, and we so we were drinking, and we were in an area that had like unlimited Dodger dogs and mm-hmm. beer. I don't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. So I had like four Dodger dogs in my purse. <laughs> she passes out, to like like pre passes out. Yeah. yeah. And so EMT comes and picks her up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like dehydration. Yeah. And they take her to. They take her to. Um, like that area, right, where they have those things. Like, say, um, Dodger Hospital. The Dodger Hospital. We go to the Dodger <laughs> Hospital, right? <laughs> okay. So almost, almost like Disney Jail. Yeah. And Disney. Hospital. Yeah, Dodger Hospital like area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The hospital. <laughs> so she's sitting there. She's sitting down. She's like completely all sweating. Yeah. And then I'm just sitting next to her. Again, we're drinking, so I'm, I got a good buzz going out. And right. it's a sanitary place. Yeah. And my dumbass takes out a Dodger dog. We just and I'm like, eat. I'm hungry. So I take it on. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm eating. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, put it away. Can't you wait until later? And then we see like at the corner of our eyes, it's uh, Joe Torrey's in, in the same space too. Because his daughter was dehydrating. Oh so they were all like waiting there. She's like, yeah. bitch, that's Joe. And that's his kid and his wife. Like, go say something. I was like, I'm not going to say anything with a Dodger dog in my hand. Right. Needless to say that at the end of our little time there at the Dodger Hospital, they ended up like carting us out to her car like they were very generous and gracious and whatnot yeah and on the drive out her and i were like man how could we use our experience to end up here at dodger stadium one Mm. day Mm. and not thinking in my mind that it would actually happen for me one day so this past saturday we were um at dodger stadium we were they had booked rose city sound to do the opening set for at the center field pavilion and it was late, everybody was gone, and I'm walking out with Severe and Jess, and I stop, and I'm looking out into the the field. Yeah. Nobody's there. It's, got, it's such a romantic view. Yeah. And I, which we're going to talk about the 369 oh, right, thing, right? Mm-hmm. I stood in front of the stadium, and I prayed, and I gave thanks, and I remembered having that conversation with you know, my good friend Christine Garcia and telling her, you know, we'll get there one day. Like, just don't worry about it. I don't know. How. And never in telling her that never in a thousand years would I thought that this is how I would end up getting here. We would always say like, well, you know, you have purchasing experience and logistics experience. Maybe that's how we could end up getting here right. one day. Never would I thought that it would be through music, which is an even greater passion of mine to be in there. That's amazing. So I prayed, I stopped, and, like, I took that moment in to affirm and give thanks. And yeah, because you're there. Because I was there. You're there now. Yeah, so that was my oh moment my in love. Oh, my God. I want to cry for you. That's <laughs> I cried. I love that. I, I definitely that. shed a tear or two or and three you see or four. kids, this is where, like, don't let your dreams die because you got to go through some shit before you get to where you need to be. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. So facts. I like that. Mm. That's Super really facts. good. Super facts. Really good story. I like that. Yeah, because I'm sure Bartley can relate. Even though he's a San Francisco Giants fan, mm-hmm. I'm sure one day mm-hmm. he'll end up a Dodger employee. Mm. Maybe. Mm. I'm putting it out. It's <laughs> it's in the, yeah, it's it's here now. So infiltrate the Death Star and then take it down. <laughs> wow. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. If if any of the Dodgers people are listening, <laughs> totally he wants kidding. this job. <laughs> <laughs> well, Get Bartley in. 
What was your moment in love? So my moment in love, um, I started a business and it's called Primavera Color Limon. Primavera Color. Wait, who is Primavera that? Primavera Color Limon. Is that an Enanitos Verdes it song? Is, so I thought it, it was is. a Natalia La Forcade song. Oh no, but, no. But that song is one of my favorite Enanitos Verdes so songs. So good. So check this out. So the so the name of the business came about because you know I'm creating these things and I'll get into that right. Um, and I'm like, well, what should I name it? Like, it, it should have a name, right? And so I'm going through names. It should have a name, right? Yeah, like, I should call this something. And um, so I'm going through some names. And then I'm like, well, what about Primavera? And I'm telling Mike. Okay, but Primavera? what made you think about Primavera? Um, I don't know. I think I was thinking about just the seasons. So you hadn't thought about the song yet? No. Okay, got it. No, no, no. And then so... And Primavera is spring. Mm-hmm. For those mm-hmm. of you who don't yeah. know so, um the newness you know coming into new mm-hmm, beginnings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um of course if, as you guys know my cat had just passed away and i was just R. thinking R. about Duchess. her mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, and so those things kind of came about and um and i say you know oh what about primavera and mike's like color limon and i'm like <gasps> of course perfect and i said yep that's the name and so so primavera color limon was born i make handcrafted healing bundles so they're little sage and palo santo little <laughs> assortments I'm, I'm making yes hold on well, first of all primavera color limon in full translation means springtime the color of lemon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Springtime, the color of lemon, which is a, an incredible lyric to that to the song, which I can't pronounce the name of the song because it's like cumbla que something yeah. by los los enanitos verdes. Right. But when I first saw the bundles, uh-huh. which are beautifully wrapped, and I love the little mm-hmm. yellow flowers, like a dandelion or something like that, mm-hmm. or what is it? It's like a Billy uh, Billy ball, I think that's what they're called. A Billy Eilish ball. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I thought about like you know I was I was you know, having my moment with my son. Mm-hmm. And I always remember, like, okay, well, this is a healing bundle. And I just wanted <laughs> to take me. that bundle and just, <laughs> here's a stone in your head. I need you to heal, son. <laughs> Get through it. Get Don't through hurt it. anybody with it. Yeah, so. Um, but you could. <laughs> but you could. So it's, and it's all meant to just give you some, I, I think to, what is it? What am I trying to say? To kind of give you, to stimulate your senses, you know, stimulate the smell and then just seeing the color and then the textures, I think is a big thing for me. And so when I put it together, I'm like, you know what? These are healing bundles. They are. And the Palo Santo is is supposed to stimulate creative conversation, mm-hmm. creative thoughts. That's why I'm always burning it. And Barley is like, what yeah. is that smell? Yeah. And it also helps with right anxiety. I'm rolling my eyes Correct. right now because she burns yeah. that stuff in the studio all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. And guess what, Bartley? It bothers me. Your wife just bought some from me, so <laughs> it'll be at your place, too. Ooh. Thanks, Rachel. You're yes. the best girl. Shout out to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Damn mm-hmm. it. Where's, where's the wah, 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 wah? You can't get away from it. And us. you, congratulations to you because you're actually going to be premiering your storefront. Yes, at Oishi Barrio, um, August 15th. This That's Sunday. This coming Sunday. Day and I mean I'm just so just that's kind of a big thing and it moved really fast for you mm-hmm. and it's all humbling and I'm so grateful and I just I think what I have to say about this is uh, obviously thank you to you and yes. I want to say like make sure you have people that believe in you and that want to see you win you know and that are going to like for example you I told you about it mm-hmm. and then you were like okay cool and then a couple of days later hey um why don't you come do this um this Oishi Barrio is an open air market where we have several local vendors come in mm-hmm. and sell their products to the community there we have djs and music and it's just a great yeah a so great for event. you to kind of see me like yeah. that i was like you know what fuck yeah let's fucking do this and um <laughs> and it's and i'm telling you it's been so good um i put it out there and i and i've been getting orders and so i'm just kind of like why did i deserve this yeah what did i do and on top of that i'm going to also be selling indoor house plants which is also something that i've been like kind of been scared to and Plant wanted plug. to do mm-hmm. and hey, let me let me guess my wife ordered like 12 of those <laughs> yes she is going to yeah, once I, I know she her. is i know she is come on and so and and you guys know like i love being surrounded by plants all over my house i like to buy them i like She's to tell people her own how marijuana to plant 
That's it looks right. really good. That's right. Thank mm. you. Thanks. <laughs> and tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Tomatoes, and jalapenos, basil. basil. It looks good. Thanks. Yeah, so all of, all of these things are coming, and it's really good. And now I'm working on setting up my Etsy shop so that um, I can do online sales, too. So tell your friends, guys. Tell Primavera your friends. color limon. Oh, I also have a blog. Sorry, oh, Jesus sorry. Christ, my, right, mom, the blog. my mom, and, my moments of love are never ending today. Yeah, I have a blog. It's also primaveracolorlimon.com. and that's kind of where I'm going to be putting in like plant care, um, how to run your business, and tips and tricks about plants and, and money. Your story and in general, your your, yeah. your journey. Yeah, and your the journey. journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. That's you know what. Mm. I kind of miss the moment of rage, Natalie, who was always <laughs> angry and like, ah. I don't know how to deal no, with this. I'm just in love. In love, Natalie, all the, all the time. time. We switched mm. places. Mm. It's fine. No, I'm the happy dog. Yeah, there's just, <laughs> there's seasons. There's seasons. It's seasons. Yeah. It's seasons. I get it. So, should we get into the main segment now? Let's go. Imposter syndrome. I do want to know when the first time it was that you ever heard of the term imposter syndrome. So I think that for me, I can't exactly pinpoint the exact date and time. It must have been maybe a two years ago. Okay. And I was listening to a podcast um, where they were telling their personal story that they didn't think. I think it was a rest- restaurant tour restaurant tour? okay restaurant mm-hmm. entrepreneur um that was trying to set up their their business and th- and then they were just talking about their own imposter syndrome but so that's kind of my story it wasn't anything impactful on my end just like oh okay that exists mine was um the first time i heard that term was also probably about two years ago so i would have been 38 years old mm. So my previous experience was working in aviation. So I would Mm -hmm. travel to all the trade shows that were, again, predominantly men. So this trade show that I went to was the Women in Aviation Mm. at the Long Beach Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I had ever been to a show where it was women in abundance. Like women were the majority. Pilots, techs, designers, like everything engineers like all around me Mm -hmm. and it tripped me out because i thought oh my god and they had very specific goals that they wanted to incorporate you know 20 percent more female pilots into the industry and they wanted to get as many young females to that uh convention right to inspire young ladies like you you guys could be in aviation uber had their little um what is it? A prototype mm. that was going to travel just short distances, flight craft okay. by women. And I'm like, oh, my That's God, this dope. is crazy. But we did a workshop there where it talked about imposter syndrome. And I was like, what the hell is this? And they're like, yeah, when you don't think that you can do the job that you just signed up for. Right. When you've never been in the job of a when you, you've never had a management position. You mm-hmm. did everything that you could to prepare for it. Now you're here and thinking like, I can't do this. I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. And one of the thing that stood out to me was in the middle of the, the class, they're like, this is how you deal with it. Yeah. Before you go anywhere, you stand in front of that mirror and yeah. you look at yourself. You put your hands on your hip and you're like, I can do this. Yeah. And I was like, this is really, really? cheesy. Yeah. I'm not going to get up. And do this right now. Put my hands on my hips. But I did. I can't. Meaning, because we all had to do that in that moment. Like, everybody was getting up and saying, I can't do this, whatever, right? No kidding. And it wasn't, like, I want to say maybe, I don't know, like, six or seven months ago, I was in a situation where I had to, I I don't usually give myself pep talks for things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was not in the highest of spirits, and I had to get my shit right. And I stood in the bathroom, and I did the very thing that I cracked and knocked you know months earlier right i did it and it does work like yeah. it, it does something in your head when you just you talk shit to yourself but yeah. in a good way like yeah. you, you, you got try to, this you got this you know what you're doing whatever so saying we had pep talks but we did mm-hmm. and you know what i used to speak at um chafee high school every year i would go and speak to the students uh for career day yeah the first time that i actually went and i would i would always be accompanied by um the owner, rest in peace, who passed away, mm. and then um, one of my other coworkers who just moved to Texas. I was always surrounded by men when I would do the presentation. Yeah. The, the time that I was able to do it by myself, it was a completely different experience. Yeah. And I remember telling, you know, the, the students, any anything that you do mm-hmm. for the first time, mm-hmm. it's always the first time. There's nothing that can prepare you. I mean, you have a lot of prerequisites that you could hit. 
You could study for things. You could have jobs leading up to something. But right. every time you step into a role for the first time, it really is the first time you're doing something. Right. And you give it your best shot. Right. And you literally have to act like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. And if you don't, it's okay. You just say, whoops, you know, I'm a human. I feel like I get imposter syndrome in like every job that I have really mm. i would have never thought that you felt that because you don't come off like you have imp- you literally come off like you know everything well no i have to f- i have to feel that way to, to do so you job. fake it till you make it absolutely mm. well you do a good job absolutely mm-hmm. i'm convinced can i give some characteristics of imposter syndrome here just what, so that we all kind of do we know. actually have the actual definition of it um you know what i mm, mm. fail but i have characteristics let's go with the characteristics so characteristics of imposter syndrome include Mm self-doubt an inability to realistically assess your competence and skills yep okay attributing your success to external factors Berating your performance. Jesus, mm-hmm. we're so hard on ourselves. Fear that you won't live up to expectations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Overachieving. Sabotaging your own success. This is me. Jesus, that's all of me. Okay. Setting very challenging goals and feeling disappointed when you fall short. That's actually me also, these last two. So this is what we do to ourselves. Can we go back to the like three up? Um, uh, overworking or what was it mm, overachieving mm-hmm, mm, yeah overachieving okay so that's i'm i'm 100 of all of those i'm really guilty of that right like mm-hmm. i'm always going into something like let me show you what i could do yeah and i'm gonna kill myself trying to prove myself to you mm-hmm. so that you could trust me and then give me the benefit of whatever doubt that you actually didn't even have right. but in my mind i placed that you had in your head right uh, do you think that are you so when that happens? Are you disappointed in the outcome of that person's reaction to you and your overachieving ways? What do you mean? Explain that. Sorry, maybe that was no, no, no. Because I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. So like, if you are doing whatever it is to prove to me, and you're overachieving in right. a job, and you're unfazed by it, yeah. And so you, are you upset? And you realize that she never had the doubts that you put in her head. Yeah. What's, how does that? How does that play oh, into our relationship? It's devastating. Mm-hmm. But I can't even blame you because I can imagine that you're like, you're like, why or why is she doing all of this? Why? Like, I don't even need what all are you this. Doing <laughs> right. But but it's it it is devastating, right? Because I'm yeah. like, how come you're not giving me the affirmation that I need back? Right. For everything that I did. Or how come you're not appreciating me for everything mm-hmm. that I did? Or how come you're not seeing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. But I can't but I'm aware that I can't be mad at you at that because right. it's self inflicted. Like right. I know I'm the one that's going hard when you don't even need that from me. Yeah. And you're seeking like a validation, validation. that Oh, I'm big with validation. Yeah. There's a huge emptiness inside of me and this is but that okay, so that's also why I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And that's also like recently too. Like I've had that that moment of reflection where I'm like, I'm not gonna go hard for everything anymore. Yeah. I can't because yeah. I don't want to because it's what's the point? I can understand that. I just wanna lean back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Less is more. And let me do more things for myself. Like well, you gotta do that because if you don't, you're gonna burn out. Yeah. yeah. That's where burnout comes. You you keep it's going exhausting. pushing 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 pushing. And you know what? And, and then you don't have nothing left. You have you. nothing left to give and you're burnt out. But another reason why I give so hard is fear of losing people. I have this fear that if I don't go hard and I don't go over and above every single time with everything, well they can just go out and find somebody else and they're going to probably do an even better job than me. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't afford to lose these people around me that I love. So, hey, si me mato, me mato. But right. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Who thinks that? Yeah. You do. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is why, like, in these conversations that we've had and in aging mm-hmm. and in looking at how you've made or how I've made specific decisions in my life, mm-hmm. I'm tired. And I want to apply that energy to different things. And I want to take my value and I want to take my purpose and say, this is me like it or not. Yeah, I I can relate to everything that you just said. Um, I think that growing up, I always felt like I had to overachieve. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't know what I was compensating for. I don't know if my parents divorced. I felt like I, like I had no choice but to be good at everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. One, so that my parents would be proud and then two so that they wouldn't have to quote unquote worry about me okay but also not be like a disappointment and i guess all of these different things but then and then i realized like 
you know, oh, here I am doing good grades or, oh, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm whatever, I'm a good kid. And okay. Like I, and, and exactly like what I was telling you, like, so you're seeking validation mm-hmm. and nobody's It's like, who really, are you really? Yeah. Who and, are you if you're living for other people? Right. If you're living to seek out, like, yeah. you know, here, let me show you what I can do. Let me, let me prove myself to you. Like, who are you? And right. that's, and I, I called you crying like a couple of weeks ago. Remember when I'm yeah. like, I don't even know who I am. I've right. become my circumstances. Yeah. I've become my demands. Mm-hmm. I've become mm-hmm. my responsibilities. Not right. even the things that I actually want for myself. Yeah. I see the difference too, I think is like, growing up and i and i i have a difficult time talking about this because i don't want to knock my parents my parents did the very best that they could yeah they did and i know where my parents came from and and how they were raised and the generations in our family have gotten better hands down yeah but i remember being told like as a kid you know from my dad like you're never gonna be a poet mm-hmm. you're never gonna do this you're not gonna be a writer mm-hmm. he was a reverse psychology type of person right but how the hell am i supposed to know that at eight years old Right. <laughs> like, and, there's, there's no fucking way. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I know that we've been in conversations with various people where, you know, they'll tell us, like, it doesn't matter what you tell your kid. One way or the other, you're going to traumatize the shit out of them. True. And they're going to come Facts. out with some type of childhood trauma, no matter no matter what amazing things you do to shield, quote unquote, shield them mm-hmm. and protect them and, you know, give them the world or say all the right things that they're going to. We're all fucked up. Because, <laughs> in, in, you know what? Even with that, even though I was I was you know, approached a certain way growing up or told mm-hmm. that I couldn't do certain things, mm-hmm. even though that happened, it and it molded me to a certain degree, it never really killed my spirit. Because I have a big-ass spirit. And I still think that we could do things that are impossible. And I still come up with some crazy-ass shit. And I'm like, we're going to do this. And we're going to do that. People are like, how the fuck are you going to do that? Yeah. So even though, despite that, those weird turns, mm-hmm. it still didn't really, it kind of just maybe amplified my spirit in a different way yeah and that's crazy right because i had the opposite effect where Mm. i'm telling you like okay you know i i had a hard time with feeling validated and being seen and so even like i couldn't celebrate all of my happiness because what was i so happy about you know and Mm. and that was always and like you said you know what my parents did the best that they could as well and it is what it is but i i for a long time i carried myself as if well i'm just fucking doing the life thing so just leave me alone and and so just how what's that word that i'm looking for just kind of like going through life and not actually being or feeling happy and not even realizing that right that that tripped me out that you said that this morning yeah yeah because that's how that's the way that i like okay well i'm just gonna do this so i don't think i it's not until maybe the last few years that i've really dove into myself and purposely wanting to feel happy and what is even happy for me you know what is it well that's the fucking creating shit doing the podcast right being in love um feeling joy yeah and knowing how to recognize joy or knowing how to stop Mm -hmm. to say oh wow like i appreciate this or this Mm -hmm. tastes really good exactly this song is really good being grateful i think Mm. being grateful for me was a huge thing i think that when i discovered how to become grateful i was like what the fuck wait so when did you live like this but when did you discover gratitude I think I discovered gratitude a little after college. Mm, I was about 24, 25, and I had gotten over... Remember I was telling you the story about me um, going... Um, Breaking up? No, the the breakup, and then I went um, diving. Oh, yes, 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 yes. What is that called? Scuba diving. Scuba diving, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I went diving. scuba diving, <laughs> and I think in that moment, I just, like... I felt surrounded by all of this water and just all of my loneliness and just how, um, I don't, I don't want to say weak, how just insignificant you are in the face of mother nature yeah. and not that you're insignificant, but, but you, you realize the speck that you yeah, are, the feeling, yes. the feeling of vulnerability. Yes. Yes. yes vulnerability. That's why the you're little here. Speck on the earth. And I was like, Oh my God, who the fuck have I been all my life and then that's when I started like you know what I'm really grateful for all of this for who I am what I'm doing and I, I think great being grateful has really changed me see and so. I don't I don't have that moment of when I remember that I was grateful mm-hmm. that's just something that I always felt that yeah. was always with me just like the feeling of 
gratitude and and joy like being Mm -hmm. able to feel joy all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. but with that same thing though like i think that the people that feel the most joy the people that are the happiest or the people that are the most like you know in tune with that Mm -hmm. are also the people that fall really heavy Mm -hmm. that like they go into these really really dark spaces Mm -hmm. and they hit even heavier with the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. so when you're in this place of just complete destitute yeah i mean the mother of all imposter syndrome hits in where you're like both personally professionally like in all realms as a parent you're like you ain't shit yeah you go heavy sabotaging which is an element of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sabotaging yep Yep, which I mean, I mean, you've hung out with me a few years mm-hmm. now. You know that I, oh, I just love to live in all that. I love sabotaging. But I think that in in learning about this and in being aware of all of this, mm-hmm. the goal is how do you get out of it quicker, right? Because yeah. I used to last like a good week. Right. I used to just like melt in it for mm-hmm. a good five to six, seven days of just sadness and sorrow and like I'm not good enough and I can't do this and that or the other. Right. Now it's kind of like a two day turn. Mm-hmm. I got a lot better at mm-hmm. peeling myself back out and saying, nah, dude, you got this. You can do whatever you want. And fuck it. YOLO. You only yeah. live once. Just yeah. Do it. What do you want to do? I was having a great conversation with uh, Jess today and we were talking about how we get sucked into these imposter syndrome moments where we just you question everything that you do or why you didn't achieve something or what could you have done to have prepared better to do this and i said you know what can we just do something like ridiculous once a month something just completely outrageous something that that. we think is we're never we don't think we're ever gonna actually do like let's just try it you know what i want to do i want to bungee jump off a bridge hell no that's what i want to do (laughs) (laughs) like that that is actually the ridiculous thing i've been wanting to do that i I just want to go jump what Eat sushi. I probably will one day. But something. You don't like sushi? No. no. no I, what? I right. have a very immature palate. Like, it's <laughs> taking me a minute. chicken fingers everywhere? <laughs> I'm better than that. I'm better than that. But, like, I'll do shrimp. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Only if I'm in a, like, forced setting. Where and it's only like, if it's, like, grilled or fried. Yeah, or sh- dipped in something. And, and tastes like chicken. Fish yeah. tacos. But, but I'm hoping, and but they do say that your palate changes every seven years. That every seven years, mm. your taste buds change. Looks like every seven not. minutes. <laughs> but yeah, I want to I wanna try to do something like bungee jump. Outrageous. Let's go. No, mm-hmm. not that. I don't Skydive. know. Do you have okay. anything in mind? Um, well, actually, she had, she had mentioned like jumping into into the ocean, and it made me remember something. So about maybe like five years ago, I was in uh, San Carlos Hermosillo. Mm. I was on a boat with a bunch of my cousins, and it was just a really uncomfortable situation. Mm. I'm actually going to be straight up. I was talking to a dude, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and we were going to meet there. Yeah. With all my cousins, we were all going to hang out. Yeah. And for like six months, we're talking about this trip. Yeah. We're talking to each other back and forth. With this dude? Yeah, with this dude. Okay. And I show up. He's with another girl. Oh. He showed up. Damn it. He showed up with another girl. And I'm now in this foreign fucking country with all my cousins. None of whom whom told me that he was going to show up with another girl. Okay. Um, another what? So, with another because you were about to go somewhere. <laughs> you heard that, right? Mm. Oh, another, I heard it for sure. Another home. No, yeah. that's not what she was gonna say. Oh no, that's not what she, she was, was gonna, gonna say. bring up a garden tool. Uh, <laughs> that's what I heard. That's exactly what I heard. Y'all saw my face, okay? So I'm like petrified, <laughs> oh right? I'm like petrified because it's. I was just like, well, you're this is fucking bullshit. Else. Yeah, I was pissed. I was pissed and uncomfortable. But so we're <laughs> on this boat, right? Yeah. And everybody starts to jump into the ocean. Okay. Now, I don't fuck with Mother Nature. Again, like the ocean especially. You don't you don't know which tide, fish, mm-hmm. shark. Not that, you know, anything right. like that would happen. But so everybody was jumping in. Yeah. The Good per- ass time. The person in me in that moment really wanted to jump in the ocean. I wanted to feel that cleanse. I wanted to feel that, like, fuck all these people. Yeah. Like, <gasps> It's so liberating. You have to I wanted it. that. But let me tell you, I didn't do it because I'm like, You're I, probably just, more I wasn't in dude. a safe space. I was like, man, fuck you guys. Like, I'm not trying to get up here and do any of this stuff, right? I've been holding on to that desire since then, right? So, like, and I told Jess, all right, cool. 
I'm going to get on a boat. We're going to go into, and I need to dive in and I just need to get it out of my system. And that would be big for me because like I said, diving into the, I, I can swim. Let's go. We can rent can a I boat. Can I swim, swim? We can rent a boat in the, in the beaches area. Yeah. And, then and I want just... it to be a liberating experience because I really wanted to, and I held back. Oh, and, I'm so and, excited. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Jess. And the feeling <laughs> of holding back is not a good thing. And talk about imposter syndrome because in that moment, I'm like, I'm, I already failed. I wasn't good enough because homeboy ended up showing with somebody else. Yeah. I wasn't good enough for my cousins to fucking say something to me like, hey, prepare because right. he's here with somebody else. Right. Like, I'm not going to get up in front of none of these people and be liberating Ricky Lee. Yeah. Hell no. But that was also my egotistical stubbornness saying, fuck you guys. Right. I get that. I get that. I'm mad now. Why did I remember that? <laughs> no, I Man. think, you know, you just experienced that in that moment and that's what you needed to. But we need to do exhilarating things like that to feel alive. To feel alive and not and feel like Natalie and feel like Ricky and feel like yeah. Bartley and feel like Jake and yeah. and do things that we desire and yearn for, yeah. but always hesitate because like mm, nah, mm, I'm not gonna do it. No, right. fuck it, do it. Yeah, you I'm don't glad, know what's gonna happen. You know what? I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think that that was a big part of me that was missing in my life was the the willingness and want and knowing that I I needed to have those experiences. I didn't know I needed that until. You didn't know you needed to dive into the scuba thingies? Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I needed to do that. Okay, what have you done I since then? Live. I, I swam into the ocean. Again? Mm-hmm. At the Adriatic Sea. Oh. I was living my oh, best life. Oh, my bad. Dang. I okay. I was living my best life. Okay. I've I got done you. that. Some of us swim in Santa Monica Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us just have Sorry, a pool. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. In yeah, the backyard um, with the dog. Some no. of us just have a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> And it's even things like that, though. Like, why don't we just draw ourselves a bath and put the salts in and just live our best lives? That's true, too, because, you know, baths are very soothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we took a poll on on our Instagram on this frequency, and 100% of people feel like they have imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. So we're not alone. You guys aren't alone. We're all in this together. And um, there are things that we can do to overcome um, imposter syndrome. Should we talk about them a little bit? I do also want to say that men experience it less than women. So 70% I'm of women experience uh, it way I am more. so glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, hold no. on. Big Brother Jake is looking at me funny. No. Look, those are statistics, okay? Oh, my okay? God. What's, those are numbers. Who took those polls? Because those I, are numbers. I experienced Not ours. That's on the seven, internet. Okay. But like 70 to 80% of the time, I experience imposter syndrome. How? How? Yeah. Okay, look. I'll tell you my story real quick. I didn't want to interrupt the flow, but when I got the job with the Dodgers to travel and work with Vin Scully, mm-hmm. they told me that the way it was set up, I walk in with a suit on and they start laughing. Mm. And they said, no, oh, you, wow. you need to do the setup as if you're in the booth, you have 15 minutes. I didn't know what the hell to do. Mm. So I was like, Wait, and no one give you a heads up Nobody that, hey, this up. is what they're going to do. Nothing, nothing. I finished in 13. Everything worked. And they I They freaking timed you? They timed me. And I, I didn't feel okay. worthy of it. I got the job. Everything was cool. They took me out to dinner and everything. And I'm sitting here like, I don't, I'm not worthy of this at oh, all. Man. And I feel like that, even before every Clipper or Kings game, I always think like, it's not going to work. Oh, I got it to work. That's crazy. I've been doing this shit for 21 years and I still experience it. So you still have anxiety every and stress. Every fucking game, yes. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Huh. Before every podcast I do, the Big Brother Jake podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all the time. All the time. And I'm working on it. I've gotten a lot better about it. Yeah. So let me ask you so, something. Oh, can, you, can you read those stats again? It was a 70% of uh, women feel more, crazy. more imposter syndrome than men. That's crazy. It's only because the men are too egotistical yes. or too full of themselves mm, to admit to it. Admit yes, it. they don't want to admit that. Okay, Absolutely. so so let me ask you this, because I'm hearing you talk about like you, you know you you perform at these stadiums. Isn't the goal in life to relax in your craft? Yeah, it is. But the thing is, do you think you'll ever get there? No, because hmm. fear is my motivator and okay. my desire to be the best. Perfectionist. Perfectionist, exactly. I'm the same way. Yeah, because the thing is, I'm I'm doing a multi-million dollar business here, you know, and if I mess up, millions of people can hear me mess up. Oh God, okay. And and I have. Right. And I have, but I get over it quickly. I can't like you have to bounce back. You have to, you know. But 
that's the thing. It's like, is tonight the night where I'm going to fuck up so bad that like my job is on the <sighs> line? No you just, coming back. You just yeah. made my stomach hurt. No, like, I, I, I made mine hurt. I'm like, shit, <laughs> October's when everything starts. Right. <laughs> Am I ready? But yeah, I mean, I experience it all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, but now I'm thinking about this, right? Like, I'm thinking about like a, a 15-year-old kid listening to us talk right. about this, saying like, well, I really want to do that. And then hearing you guys say like, oh, no. you literally have anxiety but and see, panic but, attacks but, like but, before. But... but. <laughs> The thrill of victory afterwards when, yes. you, when you succeed yes. is a high that you you can't oh, yeah. get from any drug from anything on the market. It's it's so gratifying. Yes, when mm, okay. you when you when you absolutely kill it. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm with Bartley on that because I know like after every game when I hear the announcers and the guys back in Burbank, they're like, "Yo, that was a good job, dude." And I'm like. All right, cool. And then after the game, I'm exhausted because I'm like, because it because it, it drains your yeah. energy. Like it takes I'm everything out alert. of you. Yeah, but it, but it's my best motivator too. It's my best motivator. So I think that's what you're gonna experience when you do Oishibario, right? This mm. is gonna be your first, your premiere show, right? right? You have to set everything up. You got to put yeah. your table. You're competing against other vendors, not competing, but you, it's, up, a, yeah. it's a nerve wracking thing, right? And it's gonna take everything out of you. <laughs> But when you're done, like, you guys make sure you come to Oishibari, y'all. I'm going to be there. The high is going to be so high that you're going to be like, let's do that shit again. Yeah. Like, tomorrow. Yep. So, and, and And we've experienced that, well, in a, in a different level. Like, when we go do shows, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. exhausting. Like, you are. You're setting everything up. You're nervous. Like, every time somebody grabs the mic to do to do a speech or whatever, you're like, Lord Jesus, please make this work. Well, no, you, you get like that. I'm just like, oh, I know it's going to work. We're good. Mm. <laughs> Freaks me out, right? But when it's all said and like when it's going through, like I'm like that's why I sweat so much because I'm like dancing, I'm having a good time, and it yeah. feels good. You're enjoying so the process. I, yeah. I feel like I've grown a lot in that because when we first met, I was so like perfectionist. Everything has mm-hmm. to be perfect that I would make stupid mistakes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to learn from that and be like, okay, I don't don't need to be like super perfect every time mm-hmm. yeah. um, but that was part of my imposter syndrome right like, yeah like, that I have to go be with perfect the flow. No I'm working error, yeah. I'm working for the Dodgers DJ I have to be right. perfect yes. yeah right which is also a reason why I go so hard too right and I'm I, and I overextend myself because I'm like fuck I'm not trying to mess this up and then I get more opportunities right that he hands to me as an extension of that right I don't want to mess that up. Well, yeah, but then the thing is that you got to bounce back from and realize is if you're there for a reason. True. You're not there because you suck. You know, right. you're there because you know what yeah. the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the one thing that brings me back every time. Like, I belong mm-hmm. here. I deserve to be here. And if I didn't, I would not be here. Right. And that's where I always got to keep that in mind. As I got older, it's been easier to deal with. But like in the beginning, I'm like, how do how the hell did I get here? Mm. I'm working with Hall of Famers. What the right. hell? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Do I deserve this? It's an intimidating process. Mm-hmm. And I think I just want to, um, I always remember what DJ Severe says, you know, like, don't just calm down. Oh, don't God. freak out. Don't freak that out. Part. Just, you know. He always like, stays calm. That's, yeah. that's a very important thing because yeah. I would panic. The moment you panic, you start like you almost you black out. That mm-hmm. part of your brain no he, longer functions. He's the essence of calm. Like yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him panic over. Neither have I. Like yeah. panic, on, panic on my level, right? For anything. Yeah, he doesn't show like he's like, freaking out. Shit could be completely hitting the fan, and he's just like. And Barley, I'm oh, sorry, man. And Barley and I have <laughs> Barley and I have yeah. both panicked about things. Yeah. And at in our own manner, right? right. In our own manner. <laughs> but he's always. Maintain stable. Yeah. Well, thank goodness, because imagine if all three of you were losing your shit. I'd, I think I'd like, I gotta go. <laughs> but you, you know what? You. And now, because I, I, I always, he has a high standard of work, and I'll be like, why are you so hard on yourself? Or why, why? It's okay. We, we're human. We're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. You don't want to make mistakes, but you're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. I just realized he actually practices a lot of grace with us. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Mm. Definitely. Moment of affirmation. He sees you guys. <laughs> no, you're in. Hardly hold on. No, we love to middle. torture him and drive him crazy. But you were going to talk about how we deal with it. What are good ways to... Yeah, so there's a couple of um, ways you can get over or deal with your imposter syndrome. There's mm-hmm. actually something that we um, were able to pull from um, as imposter syndrome.com they literally have a website they do and so one of the things that they mentioned there are 10 steps so 
Um, should I go through all of those? Go quickly. Yeah. Let's knock them out. So the first one, break the silence. So talk about it? Talk about it. Okay. Separate feelings from fact. Just because you feel stupid doesn't mean you are stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just let me ask a stupid question. How do you do that? Okay. So like if I call you and I tell you like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. Hello, stranger. Hit the Switches is a show that's coming up August 21st and 22nd. Mm-hmm. Well, they assign that I work the main stage. Mm. I've never fucking worked the main stage before in my life. That's awesome. Did I say that I've never worked the main stage before? No. no. All I said was, cool. I got it. Yeah. Because I'm going to figure that shit out before that. Meaning, I know that the, the, the experience that I have, mm-hmm. I have the tools in my toolbox mm-hmm. that are going to help me figure that shit out. Right. So, this is what you're going to do. But fact versus feeling. Right. So, if I separate fact, I feel scared. Right. And the facts are, I've never worked the main stage. Right. And it's okay to be scared, but also, you're going to put your hands on your waist. Oh, God dang it. And you're going to Look say, in the mirror. Uh-huh. You got this. You worked that motherfucking main stage. I was meant for this. I'm just gonna you got a ground. So don't trip, Ricky. You're gonna yeah, kill you're gonna it. You're gonna be good. This gonna be so good. <laughs> Again, you're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. They know your skill set, and you're there mm-hmm. for, and you deserve to be there. <laughs> and just because you've never worked the main stage doesn't mean you can't handle the main stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. See exactly. Facts. Because that's that's part of imposter syndrome. Like mm-hmm. you, you tell yourself, yeah. "I can't do this because I've never done it." Well, you've never been given the opportunity to try, right? Mm. Okay. So I'm with that. So you have, the, like you just said, you have this the the tools in your toolbox. Now you're you're going to be given the opportunity. So next time you the the main stage comes up as a as a. Uh, yep. opportunity for you you're like oh i got this i've done it and you know what um the the owner she, she, you know she assigned that to me and she told I'm, we're gonna study your skill set so i know she wouldn't have assigned something to me if she didn't believe that i could actually do it myself which is also a big change in environment like dang being surrounded by people who see you and believe in you and they're like yeah. you could do this you're and who want to challenge you in a, in a healthy Oof. way that was a, that's I mean? a refreshing thing that's Facts. why that's why i'm at rose city let's do it <laughs> say right there it's number four um accentuate the positive okay yeah like Uh, i just got that accentuated from all of you guys right mm -hmm. here thank you yeah develop a healthy response to failure and mistake making just kind of what we were saying like it's it's okay to make mistakes right henry ford once said failure is is only the opportunity to begin again more intelligently I would make a little change to that. It's okay to make mistakes if you are willing to learn from uh-huh. them. And you apply if what you're you not, learn. If you're not willing to learn from your mistakes, then mistakes are not okay. Mm. Yep. Facts. Good point. Uh, six, write the rules. If you've never been operating under misguided rules like I should always know the answer or never ask for help, start assessing your rights. Recognize that you have just as much right as the next person to be wrong. Mm. Have an off day or ask for assistance. Okay. I'm Develop a new script. Instead of saying, wait till they find out I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Tell yourself, everyone who starts something new feels off base in the beginning. I may not know all the answers, but I'm smart enough to find them out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Wait, shout out to my dad for never giving me the answers as a kid growing up. Yeah, he wanted me to be a resourceful human being and figure shit out. And that was one of the greatest gifts my dad gave me. Thanks, dad. (laughs) The eighth is visualize success. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 It's almost like that whole hand on your waist thing. I literally, I've, I've literally envisioned myself mm-hmm. working this event mm-hmm. and seeing myself on stage and seeing myself run around and sweat profusely and seeing myself, you know, communicate with the artists and our, I've pictured all of it in my head. That's good. Mul- a multitude of times. That's important for manifesting too. Um, mm. Creative. Like, oh. and if you're not that kind of person, I think vision boards help with that. I think, I, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. The the visualizing to part. To see it. Mm-hmm. I do if see you, it through. If you don't see success, then yeah. you, all that self-doubt comes into play. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting there like, okay, I know I've never done this before, but I'm going to visualize my success. Yeah. And then it. So you, so it you guys a, have visualized your guys' success? If I don't visualize it, it's never gonna. So come. what have you visualized? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> wow. It's it hasn't happened yet. So who cares? But we're talking about what we've seen. You're not gonna jinx it. 
I mean, okay, but why? So that's the other thing. Why do we feel that if we say it out loud, we're jinxing? I just so am I jinxing, jinxing myself because no, I just I said don't I think so. I think, no, no. I, I think you're manifesting it. Okay. And, and, and you're you're visualizing, and half the key of being successful is to visualize. Right. Okay. Right. So if you believe it, you can achieve it. That's what mm-hmm. they say. I just don't like putting it out there, and then mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, and now I have a on my face. But you won't if you firmly believe in your skills, man. Mm-hmm. Trust me, because I knew I wasn't. I knew I was going to get the Dodger job. I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that was the scary part. Or the Clippers, or the Kings, you know. But I relied on my skill set and my confidence, mm-hmm. and that's what got me through. I'm scared as shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not cocky at all. I was like, oh shit, oh, how do I do this? Right. But you got to visualize it, and you got to believe it, yeah. and it could happen. It'll manifest. You got to manifest. You got to put it out there. Get that energy out there that you could do it. Because if you hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, yeah. and then you barely put it out there, you barely won't get it. Right. And you have to trust who you're telling it to. Yes. that You have to trust our energy, too, right? I think more importantly, you have to trust yourself. And, and I feel, because I feel that, I feel like oh, yeah. if Trust as soon as I major. say it, I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, That's fuck. part of my imposter syndrome, like, yeah. Yeah. playing right now is like, yeah, I'll just keep it to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You're in a safe, safe space, Bartley. We love you. This is a very safe space. No, I, and I, I know <laughs> that, but I'm just like, I'd rather. Yeah. 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 You, you just tumble yourself a yeah. little and you're like, um, I'm going to wait for this. Yeah. And when it I happens, think, we're gonna have a big ass party. Let's, <laughs> I love that. I'm just excited because in this room, like, we're all gonna be successful. We're all successful. We already now, are. Yeah. Know? So. Rich in life. We've had yeah. so many successes since we started. That Hell yeah! And quick and fast. Developing. And for that, we have to reward ourselves. Is that and the next that's one? Number nine. Oh my god. Reward yourself. Break the cycle of continually seeking and then dismissing validation outside of yourself by learning to pat yourself on the back. Treat yourself. Hell yeah. <laughs> Treat and yourself. And then the last one, just to tie it all in, fake it till you make it. <laughs> I feel like I'm an expert in that, in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I've recently like, <laughs> let me tune into this, fake it till I'm, yeah, I know. I know how to do this. I am a doctor of fake it till you make it. Yeah. We got to do what we got to do. But those are some of the things that we can do for ourselves to get past our imposter syndrome. So keep that in your back pocket. Take it out when you need it. Can you read all those points again one by one? Of course. So um, the first one was break the silence. Separate feelings from fact. Recognize when you should feel fraudulent. um, Accentuate the positive. Develop a healthy response to failure and mistake making. Write the rules, develop a new script, visualize success, reward yourself, and fake it till you make it. All those 10 steps. Those are good. 10 mm. step program. <laughs> and so, I guess to end the show, Ricky is going to tell us some of the most exciting <laughs> news that we've received, <laughs> something we've been working on and hoping for and manifesting and all of that good shit. And actually, now I feel excited about it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Now I'm actually excited about it. Let's go. Let's do this. It was a great episode to talk about because now it feels real. Like, now it feels like, okay, feels this is good. legit. Yeah. Like, this is really, really, really good. We deserve happen. this. <laughs> Tell us, girl. No, I was like, oh, we messed this up. No, no, no there's no You're messing not. it up. You got this. Let's <laughs> no do this. So, on this frequency is going to be sponsored by George Lopez's Chingon Bakery. <laughs> so yes we are super Hell excited yeah. this is something that so we've excited. all been working on collectively like for the last three days we've been meeting for hours at a time <laughs> to make sure that we execute this as flawlessly and even with the little kinks along the way because that's that's the beauty of of all of this so yeah. we're excited to be partnering with them and I, it still doesn't really feel like it's real, but it is, it's and it's going to happen. Oh, it's real. <laughs> so there's so many good things coming, and we have a great team here to, to put it all together and to share this podcast with, with everybody, right? But specifically with young female Latinas growing up to have positive voices, positive experiences, right. stories of, of challenges, adversity, and solutions 
all of that because that's that's how you make that's how you make a difference. You distribute these stories and right. seeing people successful, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. that are the same skin color as they are. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for adding that, Bradley. But S- yeah. super, super, super important. And so it's it's a beautiful achievement on our behalf. A to have the support staff that we do because Natalie right. and I don't do this on our own. You know, we have Bartley, who's our sound engineer, mm-hmm. and a big guidance, big brother Jake, who's our executive producer, and with with all of his tenure has helped mold this and and create it and take it to where it needs to be and really challenge us right. in all aspects of it mm-hmm. so that it becomes what it needs to become to elevate to yeah. all the various levels that it needs to go to. Yeah. So it's it's quite the achievement and I'm proud to tell my kids. Like I can't wait to tell yeah, my kids. Look like, so what your mama did. So yeah. dope. So yeah. dope. So happy for you guys, man. That was a few days in the making to get that out, huh? It really was. It really, yeah, really and I mean, was. And listen, and look at how imposter syndrome kicks in because while we were going through this and talking about it, you know, Ricky, when she was telling me, I was like, okay, yay. Like, I gave her like a, like a very fake, like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, great. I'll talk to you later. It was so empty. Yeah, and I just, and that's that imposter syndrome that mm-hmm. kicks in, right? right? Like, yeah. okay, great. I'll talk to you later. And, and, and you're she like, was, oh, we're not worthy of this. Like, no, oh no, gosh. no. What I did to recover from that was I called Big Brother Jake, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and I thought she's at work. She's distracted. She's got a lot going on with Primavera Color Limon. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. And maybe it hasn't really kicked in. Yeah. And so that's why it's important to have people on your side who yeah. who who know how to say the necessary things to you for like, you to be like, Oh shit! This is serious. Yeah. And so he was like, "What?" Yeah, I went yeah. nuts. I was like, "Oh my god, that's huge! Mm-hmm. I'm so happy for y'all." And then it was just like, "Okay, when are we meeting?" Right. Because yeah. when are we gonna knock this out? Right. And then something else happened in between where you didn't have the excitement, and Yesterday. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so great! Yeah. This is amazing! What are we doing? When are we gonna do?" Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, "Yeah." Like, I was pale in the face, yeah. and I was scared, and yeah, I was you like, were. and it, and it was even after we did all the planning, after we had all the discussions, mm-hmm. after we had a full game plan in front of us, I was still like, uh, mm, yeah, uh, should we do this? Or right. Is this okay? Like, are we going to do but this? Y'all, y'all earned it, man. Y'all y'all have worked your asses off for it. Yeah. Mm. And you guys have done everything that's necessary to be successful. Okay. Yeah. So brothers should take it in, soak it in. Let the people that are listening to On This Frequency celebrate and bask in your yeah. glory. Yeah. This is this is a huge achievement. And shout out to George Lopez yes. for making it happen. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Just and remember, also- just remember where we started. And, and that's what go. I wanna say too. Like I uh, thank you so much, Bartley, for just hey. being there from day one. Writing it out, writing it out. And I know that Ricky and I aren't the easiest personalities to <laughs> what you, No, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I know we're special. Oh. So, so thank you for just writing it out and being a part of, you know, being on this frequency with us. And, and everyone that listens every single week and is excited about it and gives us this great feedback. And the people that have um, left us reviews. Yeah. And I was shocked that we that had shit. reviews, too. Yeah, I was like, dang, okay, yeah, this is we cool. Yeah, reviews. So, um, but I don't don't want to forget the 369 method which i actually so george lopez has his business partner who alanis who's the one who runs shingle bakery and we met him doing a uh, foundation event for yesio puig's a wild horse foundation they were out in the community feeding the neighborhoods when during covid with people who didn't have food right. and he's been a huge mentor of mine who also believes in me, sees me, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the the Tesla, you know, having the the three six nine method, mm-hmm. having your three affirmations a day, okay. uh, six times a day, and for nine seconds stopping, which is why I stopped at Dodger Stadium. Right, that was one of those moments where, all right, cool, yeah. I'm gonna stop right here. It's my sixth time I'm for nine seconds, just focus on giving things and making it making it happen and there's several different concepts and theories to this but it's the power of numbers and the power of thought and intention that goes along with all of this which has been a a different practices that exist in it as well yeah that we've all done and led us to this moment where we're at yeah i'm gonna um i'm gonna have to add that to my my morning routine yep or well just my day routine three affirmations six times a day nine nine seconds. seconds I like that. Yep. Easy work. Just put your alarm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So does that conclude our show? We have 
Um, oh, so we found out that our most listened to <laughs> state is Tennessee. Yeah. So Tennessee, thank Shouts you out to Tennessee. so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast. Yes. I'm down. I don't know about you, Ricky, but I'm down to take a trip to Tennessee. I almost Hell moved to Tennessee. Yeah. I was really close to moving to Tennessee. Listen, let's take a vacation. Nashville. Down. Let's find somewhere to record this podcast. That sounds like fun. Let's Hell go. Yeah, I'm so down. So thank you, Tennessee, again for We'll listening. take some pan dulce out there from Chingon Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. I, I, there's I so many like good, good, like... Barbecue. Well, and bar- artists. But there's like Nashville. There's... Um, Chattanooga is a good place. Chattanooga, yeah. College Town, Knox, Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. a lot Memphis. of good places. Yeah, I got a lot of peoples in Nashville too. Let's, Let's go. go. Just saying. I'm down. I'm ready. Road trip. Road trip. Meow, 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 meow. Sorry. Perfect. It's happening. <laughs> so we'll see you soon, Tennessee. Yeah. So with that, then that's a wrap, right? Yep. Increase the peace, y'all. Drop it like it's hot. Bye. Thank you to everyone who joined us this week. I am Ricky Limota, and I'm joined by the beautiful Natalie Mota. And we're live from Rose City Sound Studio in the beautiful Inland Empire. Shout out to Big Brother Jake for all of the love and support. Today's episode was produced by the infamous Juice Box Bartley. We are on this frequency. Make sure to share us, like us. We drop a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll find us. Make sure if you have any questions, you got topics you want to talk about, hit us up, email us. On this frequency at gmail.com. Support the movement. Drop it like it's hot. See you later, y'all. Meow, 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 meow. Fucking shitball. All the girl is faithful. Faithful to the end. Every man needs somebody.